0: Yeah, yeah, we're recording. Welcome to Bookstar, the Rockstar Bookstar Club, Rockstar Book Club, for the 10x Rule by Grant Cardone. Grant texted us a few minutes ago. He's going to be 10 minutes late, so I am going to tell you guys a little bit about him and um, how this all came about. And then when he jumps on, we'll give him the floor. He has a TV show at 12 o'clock, so. If he gets on about 11.40, 11.45, I'm guessing we'll get him for 10 to 12 minutes. So, um, He is an, the author of many, many books. The book we, that hopefully some of you had a chance to either listen to or read is The 10X Rule, which we're going to talk about today. But he's got a lot of other books. Um, Aaron Zucker gave me his book, Be Obsessed, Don't Be Average. I'm I'm kind of reading that. And then Jeff Khalil said one of the books that changed him that he that he read of grants was um, if you're not first you're last. So he's got I think five there's a real estate book that he gave me yesterday when I saw him that is looks great, that I want to read. And I watch a ton of his video content and I've actually taken He's got a bunch of online classes, and I've played around and looked around at those. So any, And, and they're on all kinds of topics. So if you want to brush up on, let's say, cold calling, he's got that, or qualifying or closing. So go on and check Grant Cardone University. Um, and he's giving deals all the time. You know, it's, it's, it's pretty cheap if, if it's not free. And then he um, – he has a real estate show, which I love. Uh, he's, in, he's invested in thousands and thousands of apartments, and on Friday at noon, he does this sh- real estate show where people call in and bring up bring deals, and he talks about deals, and he's got a whiteboard. I love it. And um, so all of you that I've been you know, trying to get you guys to invest, even though it's multifamily, he talks about NOI. He talks about curb appeal. He talks about raising the money preferred returns promotes it's very educational. I highly recommend it. It is live Friday at twelve which is what he's going to do after he hangs up with us but he also it's also recorded so I highly recommend you watch that. Um, Grant moved to Miami uh, a few years ago I think four or five years ago from California because of the tax situation and um, I've just committed to him to invest in his fund that's buying an apartment complex in Rey. So uh, I think he, he's, you know, he, he makes, I don't know, he's got five companies, makes gazillions of dollars, and he's been basically has this training company and is taking the proceeds of the training company and now buying apartment complexes all around. So um, I loved the book. I happened on the book as an accident, and just really loved it, so um, you know we'll jump in until I'm going to start talking about the stuff that I got out of the book, and then when we hear him jump on, we'll turn the floor over to him and And as usual, if you guys you know have input, I'd love to hear it. so the premise the over overwhelming premise of the book is to set ten times goals and then set 10 times actions to so you can reach your goals. So if, for example, it, it was funny, he had an interview with Lewis Howes, and he said, I wanna do, you know, I wanna buy 4,000 units, and I think Lewis said, well, why not 40,000? You know, take your own medicine. So if you wanna make you know, 300,000, why not make 3 million? And he says, look, do I think you're gonna get the 3 million? I don't know but you're definitely not going to get you know anywhere close to the 3 million if you don't try and and put a goal so so crazy out there that um that you know you, you'll get let's say you get 75% of your goal so he's a big believer in setting huge 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 goals and then then very importantly setting actions that are ten times the action. Because if you don't have, if you don't understand, and I think he's going to talk about this, I've always said, you know, make the call, make five calls, you know, go see someone five times before you take the no and before you give up. And I think he'll tell you it's 25 or 30 times. So that, that the action is ten times and that's as important as setting the goal. So I just got a text from Josie that all of the calls have been muted. Can someone just speak up and tell me unmute your phone and see if you can talk?
1: Yes, yeah, so it's talking. Can you hear?
0: Yeah, okay. So, I think we're okay, Josie. Um, so so setting goals you know that are far out of far outside the reach and then what happens in your brain is your brain adjusts. You know, you're not setting and, and, and you're and you're not setting average goals. You know, there's he says, you know, a lot of people say, well just set goals that you know that you can achieve and he's like, Well that's bullshit. You know, don't do that. Set goals that you um, that you absolutely have a stretch for and then get your mind wrapped around that and the, the bigger the goals and the crazier the goals, the better the goals. You you know, you may not get reach the ten X but you might get 8X or 7X or 6X, and you wouldn't do that if you didn't reach, you know, you didn't put them way out there. Um, okay, so Josie's sending me another text. So, Josie, if they're muting the new callers, when Grant calls in, is he going to be muted? I believe, is, I believe that is the problem. That's why I brought that to your attention. So how do we unmute that so that when he calls in? Okay, she just gave me the number he's calling from, so it seems like it mutes a certain number. Like, when you reach a certain number, it starts muting everybody. Okay. So, So he's trying to call. She said she's going to call from this number, and when I see that, I'm going to have to mute a couple other people so that he can jump in. Absolutely. You can mute everybody else but him and me. Okay, so um, 10x the goals and 10x the action. And in what he also does, which some of you had already talked to me about this and emailed me, you know, I had never read my goals or reviewed my goals in the morning and in the afternoon. Um, and Damon John also brings this up, and definitely, and Grant Cardone talks about this in the book, and he and he talks about it when he says he's when he's frustrated and he's having a problem. The first thing he does is he goes back and looks at his goals. And I think that that, you know, that is something that I've never done. And, and just looking at them in the morning and in the evening brings it back to, you know, what's important, keeps us focused, focused et cetera. So, uh, so that's, like, the main focus of the book. And then it goes off in a bunch of different directions. One of, the, one of my favorite parts is when it talks about fear – and that when you feel fear, it signals you're, in the, you're going in the right direction, and you actually should seek out and embrace the fear because it's screaming you're doing the right thing. And he says the thing, the, the worst thing you can do for fear is to add time to it because time fuels the fear. Meaning, okay, I should make this cold call. But before I make the cold call, let me prep for the cold call. Or let me go get a cup of coffee before I make the full cold call. And the longer you put between the act of the cold call and the delay, the larger the fear gets, the larger the discomfort, and the more apt to you doing something else and distracting yourself away from the actual thing you're supposed to be doing. So take this, so if you feel fear, you know, go all in on that fear and do what you're most afraid of, because that's what you're supposed to be doing. Josie, how are we doing? Good. Okay. So, um, so that, so can you, those can are you some you hear me at all, Beth? Yeah, who's that? It's,
2: it's Jeff, Khalil. I, um, yeah. I just want to jump in. When you, when you talk about fear, and one of the, his book that I, that I listened to was "Seller Be Sold, not... It, Oh, okay, not, thank you. Hello? Fantastic
0: book. Hi. Hey, hello. hello? Hi, this is Kayla with Grant Cardone's office. How are all of you? Hi, great. How are you? Great. So as Mr. Cardone, just give me one moment, please, okay? Thank you so much. Jeff, hold that thought until he hangs up.
2: Yeah, for sure.
3: Hey, Beth, Grant here. Grant,
0: Grant, thank you so much for being here. I know you've got to go because you've got your TV show. So let me tell you, I, I introduced you before you got on. I told everyone all about you, the classes, et cetera. I'd like
3: to, I'd like to, I'd like to reintroduce myself to you. <laughs> go for it. So, sorry, I di- am I really want to be a rapper more than anything else in my life. I want to be a rapper or a comedian. Yeah, everybody wants to be somebody else, right?
0: Yeah. I didn't tell you yesterday that I have an 18-year-old who's a rapper, but that's for another call.
3: Oh, well you need I need him to get down here and mix something with me, all right?
0: Uh, yeah. So, so I know you want to introduce yourself, but let me tell you about the audience. They're all leasing agents. They all, What they do is they knock on doors to fill empty vacancies or vacancies in shopping centers. So the two things that I think that I'd love for you to speak about before you have to jump off is, one – um, I always was I always believed the Harvard study that you know you have to get five no's, you know, to get a yes, and I know that your number is way higher than five, especially like you know, yeah. the example of how you met Elena. And number two, how how blown away I was yesterday in your uh sales room with the screen on the wall and how I I, I tell these guys all the time how important it is to keep your stats. So if you could talk about Cold calling, and you know, how how many do you ha- should you do before you give up, or if you and you probably will say never give up. And then the stats, I would love that.
3: Yeah. So, you know, first of all, let me just say that to, to all of you that are on the call today, like the fact that you're willing to be in part of this club and you know to to improve yourself says everything about you. Now the question is going to be because I've always been the guy that wanted to improve himself. Me, uh, Beth and I were talking the other day and about somebody that was criticizing me, and I'm like, you know, what that person doesn't know is that I'm more critical of me and have been my whole life than they could ever be. And so successful people are critical of themselves, and they're looking to improve themselves because they know. You know, each of you know, no matter how hard it is, no matter what your excuses or problems might be, you know you have more potential in you than your than you're achieving right now. And if you know that and you're a really honest person that then and, and and you have high levels of ethics, that thing that thing is gonna gnaw at you no matter what you do. It's gonna gnaw at you this this potential inside yourself. So while your job is very difficult, not many people are successful at that thing, calling on the next Calling on another person. But it's not just the leasing business. It's anything. It's it's the the guy that wants to be a rapper. It's the comedian that wants to be a comedian. It's the actor. I mean, you want a hard job, go be an actor in Hollywood. So so it doesn't matter. Car salesmen, plumbers, contractors, roofers, all jobs are hard to to be really successful at. Being a real estate agent is difficult. So we all know that to be successful is difficult. And the thing that I talk about in the 10x rule in the book that you guys are going to go over is the four levels of action. There's only one level of action. If you study, if you College. study the last, if you study the last two thousand years of successful people, anybody from Jesus to Gandhi to you name it, okay, to, to presidents, princes, and kings and. People that are self-made, people that weren't didn't inherit their success. They all took levels of action that were abnormal. And in the 10x rule, I talk about four levels of action. You do nothing, you can do nothing. You, th- th- those people aren't on this call today. Number two level of action is retreat. You were going to show up. You were going to show up for the call today, but something came up, so you didn't. So you retreated from this call. People don't take the action they need to take. They back up. They do something else. You weren't going to work out, but you didn't. The third level of action is normal. It's what most people take. It's the most dangerous. And the fourth level of action, there's only four levels of action, and the fourth one is massive amounts of action. This is what most people never get to because they're surrounded by a bunch of people that take average levels of action. Mm -hmm. And so that's what the book goes into. The book shows you why, as a leasing agent, it's probably not by phone calls because, let's face it, Harvard, Harvard uh, does not produce a lot of super producers. <laughs> Harvard collects a lot of money because Harvard is, takes mass action. Harvard's got $38 billion worth of endowment. Most of it's invested in real estate, by the way. Mm-hmm. So, so all I'm saying to you is whether it's a big group. Look at look at uh, look at Jeff Bezos. Look at the amount of action this guy takes every day. So that's what it takes. Okay, okay. It, I I think it probably takes eight to twelve phone calls just to qualify a lead. Mm-hmm. And, I, and and as long as you're thinking with that, if you think it's going to take two calls, then you're going to write these people off. If you were trained then it's going to take eight to 12 just to get them in a qualification process. Then you might have the right or proper expectation. That's number one thing I want to leave you with. Number two thing, um, you guys got to surround yourself with people that are killers, with people that are killers, not bad people. I mean people that are so committed, so committed. And there's very few people like this. You're you're talking about 1% or 2% of all the people you're going to meet in your life. 1% or 2%, maybe, of the people that you're going to meet in your life have the qualities necessary to continue on long after 98% of the people would quit. And that that is where heaven on earth exists. That's when it gets good. Okay, that's when the payday, the freedom, the vacations, the friends, the connections by the way I haven't even mentioned money. That's where that's where the real good stuff is. It's it's in doing what ninety eight percent of the people won't do. So I really appreciate you making my book part of your life. Um I wanna send everybody a link. Uh, of me reading the book. I'm going to give you like a chapter or a couple of chapters of it. I just want to send you a special gift for being on the call today and for, for, um, for uh, being part of the book club and, and, and being part of uh, Beth's life and, and, and letting me in your life. Uh, I hope you share this with your children, your spouses, your other family members, because I really believe it's a game changer. And I'm also, how many of these people are from Miami?
0: Uh, I would say probably 90%.
3: So I'm going to do a conference. I'm doing a big conference in uh, Miami at the Marlin Stadium, uh, February right. 1st, 2nd, and 3rd. There's going to be 35,000 entrepreneurs there. By the way, there's going to be some great prospecting opportunities there for you. Yeah. And we'll put together some special package for your book club uh, that maybe they can take advantage of the seats.
0: Awesome, thank you so much. Thank you for jumping on the call Grant. I really appreciate it.
3: Love you guys. be great, and I look forward to meeting each and every one of you. Thank you guys.
0: Thank you, thank you. okay uh you know how blessed are we that we this is that was our third author we've had this year so um Hopefully now, Josie, you can unmute some of them or if you can't, anyone that, that wants to jump in and, and who has read the book or has listened to the book and wants to give some input, I know, I know Barry, Stuart, Aaron, a bunch of you had shared that, or not Stuart, but Barry and Aaron, some of you said I wanted to, you know, speak up. So, and Jeff, Jeff, you were speaking before um, Grant jumped in, so why don't you finish about yes. sold or be sold?
2: So, sell or be sold. So, you're, you know, and it's not this book, so I'm not going to divert to that. But, you know, in life, you're constantly being sold or you're selling. No matter what. You go to a restaurant, you're looking at a menu, you're selling yourself on what to order, or you ask the waitress what she wants you to order or what her best thing You're always going back and forth, selling or being sold. But well, you mentioned fear earlier, Beth, and, and a lot of times, uh, in, In business, you know, you look at your calendar as to what you're going to do next, and sometimes there's nothing on your calendar as to what you should do next, and so it can even turn your stomach sometimes. Like shit, you know, what am I supposed to do with the next two hours that I have today? And in Grant's book, he says, man, if you really want to know fear, if you want to feel fear, have some white space on your calendar. That's fear. He's like, that's the devil. White space on your calendar. He's like, he even he even blocks off 15 minutes for downtime. Um, where he just sits back, takes a breath, and he has that on his calendar. He, every 15 minute block, and you hear it, even Dwayne Stiller at Wolbright says the same thing. He's like, fill your calendar, 15, 30 minute blocks, whatever you got to do, but always have something in your calendar for you to do next, so you don't have that empty pit in your, you know, feeling in your stomach, the pit of your stomach, like shit, man, I'm, I'm at a loss of what to do. So that was just playing on your. On your bringing up fear because uh that brought me back to the book
0: well and, you know and, and I will share with you guys so um how I met him was uh I was I went to I'm on the UM board and the UM uh faculty uh the dean of the business school reached out to me a couple weeks ago and said hey do you want to go to this thing in, at ULI it's an awards thing uh in Miami and I'm like sure and I'm thinking it's a luncheon thing and uh I realized as I'm looking at my calendar, it's the night night after we get back from ICSE. So we all know, you know, I'm so tired. So it's Wednesday night. I just get back, and I'm like, the last thing I want to do on Wednesday is get dressed up and drive down to Miami and do, you know, a six. It's like cocktails at five, and then, you know, you get home at 11 o'clock. But I committed, so I, you know, rallied and, you know, got dressed and drove down there. And while I'm in the – at the event, you know, I'm networking, and I run into an old colleague of mine, Robert Kaplan, who uh, I don't – I'm not sure – oh, he's with Cushman Wakefield now. So he used to be our general counsel at Terranova. And we're chatting, and he goes – uh, I said, so you're busy. He goes, yeah, tons of multifamily financing. He goes, Hey, have you ever heard of this guy, Grant Cardone? I'm like, what do you mean? <laughs> yes, I love Grant Cardone. He goes, you do? He goes, does all these videos. I go, well, I do all these videos. He goes, you do? Because you, you do videos? I go, I do. You know, so Robert has obviously never seen my videos. So I'm like, oh my gosh, I love this guy. And he goes, oh, well, let's send him a video. So, and Robert holds his phone. He doesn't even know how to do it. So I grab the phone, and so we we get on the on the camera, and he goes, Hey, Grant, I have my friend Beth here. Uh, she's like the mini you, and except female. She owns shopping centers, and blah blah blah. She goes, He's going to respond in five minutes. So we go back to our tables. We're eating dinner, and my phone's buzzing, 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 buzzing. But I'm in the you know they're doing this awards thing, so I can't look. I look down, and I see I have this video from Robert. So I leave the event and I'm walking to the parking garage and there's this video from Grant. You know, hey Beth, I can't wait to meet you. You know, come to Aventura, let's have lunch. And I'm like, this is awesome. And and oh by the way, you know, we're reading his book this month. So uh, so I then that, so that's Wednesday. So I want to take action and take him up on his inv- invitation, like immediately to have lunch. But I'm going to have. It's, you know, Wednesday before Labor Day, and I'm having knee surgery on Tuesday morning. So I'm thinking, okay, well, I don't want to call and set it up, you know, for tomorrow or the next day. Maybe I should have, but, and then I have knee surgery, and, okay, now I'm, you know, hobbling on crutches, and so, but I really wanted him to get on this call. So finally, yesterday morning, I'm now off the crutches. I'm on a cane, and I'm like, okay, I'm going to text him. So yesterday morning, I texted him, and I said, hey, Grant, this is Robert Kaplan's friend, Beth. I'm going to be in Aventura. Um, I know you have your show at 12 o'clock. I'm bringing, I I brought him, those of you that saw me at ICSD, I said, I have these buttons for you, and I took a video of the button. Don't say no for the prospect. So I said, I have these buttons for you, for your sales guys, and and he texts me right back. And I, and, oh, by the way, I, you know, I also, I said, and I want to invest in your apartment, your new fund with your apartment complex. That probably helped, right? So he wrote back, you know, when can you be down here? And I said, uh, you know, between around 10.30 or 10.45. And he writes back, great, see you at 10.30. And so, but I was fearful of making the call. Like, should I call? Was he just being nice? Maybe I shouldn't call? Is he not going to call me back? Am I not going to get him on the book club call? You know, all that fear. And, you know, so it, just like what we all do, like, oh, should I call the TJ Maxx guy or should I, you know, go knock on the doors in canvas? We all have it. We all have it, no matter how successful we are. But um, I'm so glad that I did it. I was so nervous. So Khalil, you know, had told me a couple weeks ago that he was a huge fan so I called Khalil. I said, hey, I can't carry this box in. You know, do you want to meet me down there? It's like, because I called Khalil what, what, the night before left. I said, are you still awake? Like I called him at like 10 o'clock. I said, I have this idea. Let's go see if we can see Grant tomorrow. So, you know, maybe we go down there and he's not there. But um, it all worked out. But the point is, had the fear. I was nervous. Should I do it? Shouldn't I do it? And look what happens when you do it. You know, don't say no for the prospect, right? Like, I made the call, I, I sent the text, and he responded, and then we all benefited from that. So how great is that? So so we all have that fear. I'm going to shut up for a second in case someone wants to jump in. Hello? All right. So, so another thing they talk about in the book, or, or what I wanted to talk about in his office, and Jeff, you know, I'd love for you to I know you said it earlier before a bunch of people got on the call. In his he's got like a boiler room. He's got maybe twenty five guys and gals that are making calls for his training business. Uh Jeff, if you can unmute your line and share with the group what was on the wall that we saw. Uh
2: so You know, his office was broken up into parts, right? So we were just kind of getting a tour of his office. He had his, you know, accounting team, his capital investment team. He had his PR folks, and then he had this sales floor, the boiler room, if you want to call it that, of about 20, 25 folks. And he had this screen up on the wall that was broken into three categories. And like Beth said, you know, we were – Did I lose you? The categories – What's that?
0: Okay, go ahead. Sorry, I thought we lost you.
2: Oh. Um, so it was broken into three categories. I saw two of them. One was total time um, spent on the phone that day. I, I think it resets every day. I don't think it's a monthly thing. Because t- So time on, on the phone and the amount of calls. Um, and there was 20, 25 folks there, and it went to the top 10. So it stopped at 10. So – you know, obviously being competitive, it keeps it keeps your stats and your production level and your competitive spirit top of mind uh, when you're looking at it and staring at it. And you're like, damn, you know, I don't want to be number three. I want to be number one. I need to make more calls or I need to, you know, make more calls and spend more time on the phone. Um, so I don't know what the third category was, but it was cool to, to see that. And You rarely see that, that it's just right up in front of your face. Um where you don't want to yeah,
0: fall and behind. And, and, like and, I, and, I, and I, you know, I so talk great. about how important stats are all the time. And, you know, Kara is in the middle of it, you know, 55 calls a day. Since she started this this process that we've been working on, she, we're in it for about eight weeks. The week before ICSE, the week of ICSE, and the week after ICSE, three weeks, um, have been very hard for her to get back on track. And it's amazing how her deal flow and proposals and LOIs, you know, fell. We talked about this. On Friday, and then now this week she's back on at 55 a day, 40 to 55, and we have three more deals that popped up. It's amazing how this works, and and keeping track because you know she she would say to you, she would say to me, it's 4:30 and I'm only at 30. I'm going to stay another hour and a half and finish because you know because we think we've made 20 calls and we've made three because we've made 17 calls that you know aren't you know you know calling prospects. So, um, but, yeah, so he's a huge – he's very big on that, and he also talks about um, talking about – it was very funny. Jeff and I got uh, applause, right, two or three times. <laughs> he's like, give Beth and Jeff a round of applause. They were all, they were very into um, positive reinforcement, and, and I've seen him on other videos where he's in his sales room, and they don't talk about the crap or the shit or the obstacles. They talk about successes. You know, he, has, he says, I don't want to talk about obstacles. Let's get over the obstacles. Tell me what happened that, that happened good or, you know, uh, or positive today. Um, he, he talks about in this book, The 10X Rule, that time management is, you know, you can't manage time. And there's a whole paragraph, you know, there are like a couple pages on that. And he he says, and he talks about how important time is, and we all know that. But he he actually, um, he said, look, if you're going to live till, like for me, if I'm going to live till 72, and he broke it down in a lot of different pieces, but basically I have 72 Mondays left. I mean, how, because I'm much older than the rest of you guys on the call, but 72 Mondays. And if that was money, you know, would you waste that money if that's all you had left? You know, it's it's precious, and we need to you know utilize every single minute. You know, so Aaron, are you are you still on? Did you want to jump in, or Barry? I'm
1: still on. Um,
0: can you hear? Yeah, speak up.
1: Yeah, no, yeah. Oh, sorry, I had my headset pushed back. Um, no, I, I'm about halfway through the book and definitely loving it. And I, I've, I've gotten through the part where he talked about the four levels and just really pushing it. In fact, I'll, I kind of decided I'm doing another conference in November. I kind of decided I wasn't going to do the ICSC Southeast Conference in Atlanta. But I had, yeah, there's I we all have our excuses. I had my own excuse, <laughs> basically. And, frankly, after I listened to that yesterday, we talked about, you know, pushing yourself and max effort. I asked, I just, I booked it this morning. It's like, okay, I had reasons I wasn't going to go. I'm going. Uh, um, awesome. I basically fed off of that. It's like, to hell with excuses. I'll be there.
0: Oh my gosh. And, and I, there's a, I'm trying to find it in the book. He, he, he is a whole thing about excuses. And, um, th- this is so great. Listen to this. And, and he, he, he abhors abscu- excuses, as do I. He goes, haven't you, uh, he goes, you hear excuses all the time. For example, the client is leaving town. The client just got back into town. It's the end of the month. It's the beginning of the month. The clients have been in meetings all day. They're about to go into meetings. They just bought something. They don't have the budgets. They're cutting back. Business is bad. There's been a change in management. Uh, I don't want to bug them. They never return my phone calls. No one else can sell them. They're unrealistic. I don't know what to say. I'm not ready yet. I just called them yesterday, and on and on and on. And, you know, he, he there's there's a whole chapter on excuses and, and find the one that you use and stop using it. And I thought, I, I just loved that. I just loved that. He also talks, in, in, in the time management chapter, he talks about, and I just had this conversation with someone at lunch two days ago. You may, you may be on the call. If you can hire, you have to calculate how much you're worth an hour. And if you can hire someone and pay that person less per hour than you doing it, you must do that. Whether that's a housekeeper, whether that's, uh, you know, a car, someone to wash your car, I don't know what it is. But, you know, maybe it's a personal assistant, a virtual assistant, maybe your company doesn't pay for an assistant, but if you're doing things that you shouldn't be doing and your company won't pay, you know, you, you have to think you are the CEO of your company. And don't okay. Well, my company won't pay for me to have an assistant. So you know, and I'm making 150 thousand a year, and I could pay a virtual assistant 20 thousand a year, but I'm not going to do it because my company won't pay for it. Is bullshit. So you guys should be thinking about that or hire an intern from a college. And yes, it takes time to train them, but you all know how many I've had. Some, some most work out really, really, really well. Every once in a while, you have one that doesn't. So. You get to train someone, give them a peek into the industry, which I love, and they'll help you. So, so uh, again. yeah, go ahead.
2: The, you mentioned um, excuses, and I just want to point out, because this is another book of his that I downloaded and listened to, was the um, Closer's Survival Guide. It's basically him going over, I can't remember, to 300 excuses or no's or whatever from a prospect or a buyer and his rebuttal to all of them uh and it's oh, that's pretty, it's pretty fun it, it's funny for one it, and it's uh it's really cool to listen to this stuff because it's all true it, there's always a way to overcome the excuse or the obstacle or whatever um not always i mean sometimes they're just dead dead deals but at the end of the day most of the time you can come back with something, some sort of rebuttal or reply. So the Closer Survival Guide, I would download that. It's not as long as a normal book, but it's, it's, it's pretty cool to listen to.
0: That's awesome. He—he he, um, in, in, in this book somewhere, I don't know where it is, he, he, he talks about three things. It's, it's prospecting, and it, it, these are not the words he used. These are the words I'm using. Prospecting, discipline, and stats. So we probably all do a little bit of prospecting. But, and some of us don't do any stats. And, but the, the thing in the middle in the discipline, the discipline of the 45 calls a day or the 20 calls a day and the discipline of doing the stats, the three, the, that's the trifecta. And he, I'm not sure where in the book that he talks about that. He also talks about um, uh, always saying yes, always saying yes and having an opportunity of um, – if there's an opportunity, like Barry just said, you know, saying yes to Southeast Conference. But saying, you know, uh, I was talking to Aaron earlier, and we were talking, he, in the book in the back, he talks about how he wanted to do this TV show, and, um, and he, he called the guy and he says, oh, I'm going to be in California so I can meet with you. And I think many of us have called retailers and said, yeah, hi, TJ Max, I am going to happen to be in Atlanta. Can I stop by and see you? And, and you know, you hang up and then the, and you, you book the trip right you booked the trip that uh that you that you suggested to TJ Maxx that you maybe already had so i'm sorry i'm get, i see i'm getting texts from many of you that want to speak and so i guess what happened is we went over the we have so many people that are on this call which is a great thing but it something happened with the system and it muted all of the new callers that came in after a certain time frame so i apologize for that what uh, you could do though, because I'm seeing your, I'm seeing, you know, you're saying you'd like to say something, just text me or, uh, and, and I'll read your question uh, on air since we still have about 20 minutes. Uh, so he talks about uh, making sure that you are interested in the results. He says successful people don't value effort or work or time spent on an activity. they value the results. And I think that for, for many of us, I, you know, busy work, right, or not planning logistically, you know, go and I've, I've talked about this where we, we take a call and someone wants to see a space, and, you know, so there, there was one thing of saying, yes, right, we'll show you the space, but there's also, you know, planning and making sure, well, I can show that you the space. Uh, at 4.30 and then, and then because I have another showing at 5 and being smart about that and, and and making sure we get good results. So there, there there's a conflict like do, you know, I don't think running out in the middle of the day and then coming back later is good time management or using, or, or getting the best results. So, you know, like in every book, I don't know if you guys saw Chris Russ's LinkedIn post this week, but he talks about we all read books what did we get out of the book that we're still using, you know, and I think it's important to get one or two things out of a book and then continue to use it so that it, that we don't waste the time that we invested. Hey, Beth. Anyone else on the phone Got have some input? Hey, Beth. Yeah.
1: Hey, it's Gabe. <clears throat> Hi. So I wanted to go back. Hey, how are you? <laughs> I wanted to go back to your two points. One was tracking your data, and then the other was what you just talked about, being busy with with busy work. So you made the video with Kara, I think, what, a month ago, about tracking the calls and noticing a difference. And that kind of made me realize and look at myself that I was not tracking how many calls I was making, how many DMs I was sending on Instagram. And I realized, counterpoint, that I was spending a lot of time doing busy work, and because I wasn't measuring my own metrics and data, I didn't realize how much time I was wasting. And when I looked at how many calls I was making versus the showings, I realized I, really, I literally had to 10x what I wanted to do to get the results I need in the time that I have. So I just wanted to encourage, if you're not tracking your metrics, it doesn't have to be complicated. I just use a little notepad, and I keep track of the calls and the messages that I send, and, and I put it into my CRM so that you know, I can keep track of it for the week. But since I've started doing that, I've noticed a massive difference in the quality of showings I have and the number of showings I've had in some pretty difficult places at one of my centers up in Margate. So I would just encourage it's, it's made a big difference for me. Um, And the busy work part of it is, you know, as you're trying to build a brand on social media, if you don't have a plan of attack, so if I'm going to Instagram message 10 businesses today, don't get sidetracked by other stuff. Go in and out. Message the 10 and get out and move on to the next thing. Don't spend so much busy time doing research. Just get the message out and move on.
0: Those are two really good
1: points that have helped me a lot in the last few weeks.
0: I love that. Thank you so much. The, what, the five, the 10x goal that I, that I changed is I, my goal was always to do one, buy one property every two years. And when I read the book, I've decided I want to buy five in the next year. So that's not completely 10x, but you know, kind of. And I, I'm investing in a leasing agent I know is buying a deal. I'm investing in his deal as a passive investor. Never done that before, but I'm all about you guys buying deals. So I want to give put my heart and soul behind him, and I'm going to be investing in Grant's fund in a multifamily deal. That's two, and I put in an offer on a deal in Broward County, a strip center, yesterday. I don't think I'm going to get that one, but we'll see. Um, so that's my 10xing, and the the 10x of the actions is um, Grant talked about. In the book when he had his first child, I'm not sure if it was in this book or a video because I think when he wrote his book, I'm not sure if he had a child, but I'm confusing all of the grant stuff that the content, but he I think it was in this book. He said that when he had his first child, he wanted to spend some time with his daughter. so he decided he and his wife Elena decided that he would get up an, ex- an hour an extra hour early every day and take their daughter on an errand to, like, Publix or something. And that would give his wife some extra time, and he'd get an hour with his daughter before he um, went out for the day. And uh, I've been also trying to do that as well, getting up. I have now, because of my knee surgery, I have to do physical therapy three times a day. So I have to make sure before I leave the house I get that in. So I've also been trying to get up earlier, and it's amazing – how just an extra thirty minutes can really add you know to yeah. what you get accomplished during the day because a you're up, you're focused on it, you get the thing done, you have to get done and it, and you're just getting out and running earlier and it's amazing I know there's a lot of people on the call that are early birds, I see you posting social media you know at the beach and you know, I think that that I was never the early bird, and I just think that life if I only have seventy two Mondays left, I don't wanna spend them sleeping <laughs> so uh um, and I think that that's a way to ten x your activity by adding time into your day. I'm gonna pause uh, so Anyone? I'll yeah,
3: I'll just say something um hey bud, how you doing um, and this is definitely of a chance this sort is of a quick question for you.
0: All right, thanks. I'll talk to you soon. Okay, <laughs> go
2: ahead. Uh, all right, so this this is coming out of a, a different book, Damon John's book, uh, about, um, and maybe he that's forbidden on this call, but in any event, um, uh, he talks about how some people are morning people, some people are night owls. He's a night owl. He doesn't go to sleep till twelve one o'clock in the morning. Um, What's the name of that book? And that he's,
0: this is that is a, the Damon John book? John
2: book. Yeah, Dave and John, um, uh, let's see, I got it here. The Power of Broke is, is mm-hmm. the name of it. And I like I like the book, but I didn't like it as much as some of Grant Cardone's stuff. But some people are night owls, some people are early birds, and that's totally fine. He's like, if you get the time in the day and you get your work done, then it's fine. You don't have to wake up at 5 a.m. You can wake up at 9 a.m. and and work till midnight. You know, it, it's mm-hmm. just some people work better at certain parts of the day. You have to realize – who you are and where where you thrive, what time of day you thrive type of thing. As long as you're getting the work done, um, according to Damon John, it's it's perfectly okay.
0: Um, yeah, yeah.
2: Which, because I'm not really, I wake up at five and sometimes I'm groggy even though I got to sleep. So maybe I'm not a morning person. So, um, you know, I, I can attest to that.
0: I have a text from Aaron Zucker. He says uh, he wanted me to talk about how Grant talks about when, when he's having a struggle or he hits a bump in the road, what he does is he goes back and looks at his goals. And he said this is very applicable to us, especially those of us without salaries, because it's a very emotional thing when we have deals that are dying, whether it's the tenant, you know, ownership is frustrated, frustrating or whatever, that what Grant does and what he talks about in the book is if I'm having a hard day or if I have a deal that craps out or if an obstacle came up that I wasn't expecting, he said, you know, I don't wallow in it. I pull out my goals and I sit down and I look at my goals. And it brings me back to the why and helps me refocus and get back motivated. And um, Aaron thought that was really important for all of us. I agree. And, And Aaron and I had talked about this offline it's, you know, he felt it was kind of almost like almost spiritual. You know that that this is our goals is is our future and what we're setting for ourselves. So, um, okay, we have a bump in the road, no problem. Let's go back and take a look. What can we do? What can we do to help get, achieve these? He talks about in chapter 20, Grant about being omnipresent, and uh, I think that you know. Basically, I always say to you guys, it's not who you know, it's who knows you. And we are very lucky in this day and age with social media to be able to be out there more than we could have in the past. And I think that whether you're putting out content or you're talking about your kids, you know, it's really, really helped me. I've become Facebook friends with a lot of national retailers. And it's really helped when I show up at ICSEs and I can talk to, you know, the guy who just, you know, hiked Mount Kilimanjaro versus saying, oh, when did you get in and where are you staying, which are the first two questions everyone asks when you go to Vegas. So, um, and I know there's some people that are like, I don't want to go on Facebook, I don't want people to know what I'm doing, but if they don't know you, and, and I'm not saying do it, you know, everyone, it's an individual thing, but I do think that, That I've, I've had relationships grow and strengthen because of my connections with people on social media. And, and I've had, you know, and, and because I put out content with, which some of the rest of you on this call do as well, people come up to me and say, oh, I watched your video or I saw your post. And so if they don't know you, they can't do business with you. We know that. So whether it's and, – and they hate, you know, especially the national retailers, hate email blasts. So you may need to figure out, if I don't want to do social, how can I get the national retailers to know who I am? Because just because I know who they are doesn't mean they know who I am and they're not going to do business with you if they don't know you. So and – it, and it's crucially important – you know, he talks about omnipresence, be everywhere, which he is. Again, he wants to give a free gift. I don't know all the things that he wants to give to you guys. However, I do want to say once, you, um, once you're once you part of his funnel, you know, it'll, it, he'll, you'll get more emails from him than me. So uh, don't send me – only send me your email or an email that you want me to send to him if you're interested in that. And I do think that, you know, he'll send you a gift like he said. Okay, 1220 is approaching. Our next book is phenomenal. So sorry about the last couple books. I'm I'm very happy we're back on track with easy-to-read, you know, relative, you know, related to what we do books. I'm keeping on that path from now on because the Ray Dahlia one I thought was going to kill me. And um, I'm, I'm just going to, you know, I love all you all, but I'm going to, I'm going to read the book. If I love it, we're going to do the book club. And, and I will take recommendations, but um, the, the recent recommendations have not proven easy for me, at least, to read. So the next book is Fanatical Prospecting by Jeb Blount. I read it. A, I listened to it about, I don't know, a year, 18 months ago. I'm going to re-listen to it. I thought it was fabulous. I think you guys are going to love it. And it's on October 19th. And... Um, and I hope everyone on the call, if you live in South Florida, please, 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 please come to the South Florida Independent Retailer Awards, which is on September 20th. It's next week. We've got about 150 people registered. It's the Oscar Awards for Mom and Pops. We have, I think, six categories. We have five or six nominees in each category. It's going to be so cool. It's a Signature Grand and Davy. So I hope that you um, – I hope that you uh, come and show up. And all of the money, there's no one's making any money on this deal. It's, uh, it's we're doing this out of the, the goodness of our hearts. Any, um, any money we make over our expenses is getting donated to Big Brothers Big Sisters. And now Aaron texted me and said that that's not the book for October. So I guess maybe that's November's book. So shame on me. I'm sorry. Next. Month, October 19th, is The Subtle Art of Not Giving up. F. So The Subtle Art of Not Giving a You-Know-What. So um, October 19th, get that book. Love that you guys were on the call. Anyone have anything to say before we sign off? Okay, if you want the free gift, send me your email. Tell me that you want it, and I'll send them your email. Love you guys. See you next week at Signature Grant.